So we keep today the feast of the Holy Family when the, bid, the church bids us uh, this Sunday after Christmas to think about the life that Jesus, Mary and Joseph lived together as the Holy Family uh, in Nazareth. And this year in particular, I'd like us to focus on um, their family religious practice. Uh, and I know that this Mass in particular has mainly got more grandparents than parents, um, but um, if what I'm saying isn't direct encouragement to you or confirmation of your practice, that it can be a vision for us all to have, to be knowing what we need to be encouraging in others at the very least. So I want to start by pointing to a detail in the gospel text that Deacon Jim just read to us. When he, namely Jesus, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast as usual. Now the point I want to make, the word I want to point out is as usual. That they had a, a regular practice that they did. That every year they went up to the temple as usual for the Passover. So they'd have obviously gone to their local synagogue every Sabbath. But even beyond what they were in a sense required to do, that they had this extra practice they did. That they, as a family, every year, as usual, would go up to the temple for the Passover. And that would be a thing that would have formed them as a family. And we know ourselves in the family that where do children first pick up things? It's from their parents, even when they're not thinking about it, even when they don't realise it. So I've just been home for the last few days and every time I go home there'll be something I'll see in Dad, some weird quirk, and I'll think, oh, that's why I do that. Um, because I've been imitating my father all these years even without realising it. Um, children just absorb things by osmosis. And it's important that part of what they're absorbing is religious practice. Just natural things that are being done by the parents and that are therefore easily, naturally absorbed by the children. Now let me return to another point in the Gospel text, a different point. So when Mary and Joseph find the child Jesus in the temple, what does he say to them? Well, he says that he's busy with my father's affairs, meaning his heavenly father, God his real father. Now for Jesus, that was obviously true in a unique sense. That even as a child, he knew that God was his father in a way that he wasn't the father of others. But there's another sense in which God is the father of every Christian child. And so the physical parents of that child have the role, are entrusted by God with the, the job of introducing that child to their heavenly father. That their heavenly father loves that child more than they love that child. That heavenly father wants their child to know them even more than they want it. Now thinking of a, a different image of that truth, 
In our first reading, we heard of Hannah and Samuel. And we didn't hear the background to this, but Hannah had had great difficulty conceiving a child. She prayed to God for it. And so when this child came, she was very aware that this child had come to her as a gift from God. And so this offering back to the Lord, this child as a gift to him in the temple there, well, I'd say that's an image of what every parent needs to be having as how they view their child. That their child, we speak of children as a, a gift. Well, a gift also that the parent should want to be offering back to God to introduce their child to their Heavenly Father. But something of Hannah's attitude needs to be in all parents. And how do you introduce a child to their Heavenly Father? Well, by talking about their Heavenly Father, by talking about God. Do you need to teach your children to pray? Do you need to talk about God in the same way that you'd talk about the grandparents, talk about your neighbours, to introduce them to them? Well, in a similar way, we need to talk about God, teach about God, if we're going to be able to introduce the children to their Heavenly Father. And returning to that image of the Holy Family going up to the temple every year for the Passover, we need in every family to have little practices that just embed that connection with God into family life. Now, thinking of my own family, I think many of you know my father isn't and wasn't a Catholic. Um, and so for me, I didn't have a father's example to be passing on to me religious practice. I was fortunate, though, from what I received from, from my mother, who made, therefore, a conscious point in making sure that certain things, certain practices that we at least did together so that they could be handed on, so that my sister and I could absorb them um, from her. Well, what are the practices, the traditions, the little customs that, in a sense, are most important to be handing on? Well, the, the obvious and most important is obviously Sunday Mass. How does your child learn that God is a fixture, that God needs to be the, the immovable, dependable thing by regularity at Sunday Mass? And I count it as one of the great gifts of my childhood that, um, that was somehow always unquestioned. We just... My sister and I, we just knew we'd be going to Mass on Sunday. It wasn't a question. When we travelled somewhere, we just knew that my parents would have worked out where the Catholic Church was, worked out when Sunday Mass was, that we would be going to Sunday Mass. And even during the year, with different school activities and out-of-school activities, the weekend revolved around Sunday Mass, and Sunday Mass was the most important thing, everything else fitted around it, not other things being squeezed around Sunday Mass. And my point is that this taught me as a child 
the ranking of God. That even without my mother needing to say, God comes first, the plan of the activity indicated that God came first. And so as a child, I, I absorbed that even without, even before I needed to be told that. Now, second and final simple example, um, prayers as a family. I've included in the newsletter a sheet of some sample prayers. And if, as my family was, you don't have both parents Catholic, that can be more difficult to do, but to at least, to have one parent at least with the children to be teaching the child to pray, to be passing on to the child a way to encounter the Lord. So that I learned as a child at the end of the day to kneel at the side of my bed and think, what this day have I got to give thanks to God for? And to thank him. To the end of the day to kneel at my bed and think, what this day do I need to say sorry to God for? And at the end of the day, look ahead to the day ahead, the day that was coming, and to think what I want to ask God's help for, for the day ahead. So, to sum all that up, the Holy Family, well, even the Holy Family, as we read in, in this text there, even the Holy Family, who already had God there among them as a child, even they had religious practices that embedded that contact with God into their family life. And our families likewise need to have little customs, little traditions, little practices that we regularly do so that a child grows up having his physical parents introduce him to his spiritual father. As a final aspect of, of that, let's also think today, not just how we might be doing that better, but let's also think today what we have to give thanks for in that regard. That most of us, why are we here? Most of us are here because we had a parent who passed something on to us. So let's pause to give thanks for that and if that parent has passed on give thanks for that in, in praying for them to the Lord thankful for what we've received that has led us to be here today to know our Heavenly Father